Hey, and welcome to the Rich Martin Podcast with me, Rich Martin, and I'm really, really glad that you're with us. I am loving putting out these podcasts that is basically my job that I've given myself is to chat to some really great church builders that are helping build the church throughout Europe. And this today is with a lady called Dr. Sharon Stone, who I've had the privilege of getting to know over the last few years. And she has this amazing gift of prophecy and not just her being able to deliver it, but also the gift to be able to raise up prophets as well. And I grew up in a church, maybe like many of you, where prophecy was very prevalent and people would prophesy. And I think maybe over the last 10 years, it hasn't been as prevalent in the circles that I've been in. Maybe it has for you. But Dr. Sharon has a great way of speaking about it and also talks to us here on this podcast of how the church can increase in its prophetic voice. And she's one of the world's leading prophets. That's not my hearsay. That is what people say of her. She's been doing this for over 20 years with her husband, Greg, working all throughout Europe. And so she comes with a wealth of wisdom. She comes with great humility. She leads an amazing life that is so humble. And she was so gracious to be able to take the time out today. And so why don't you lean in, listen to this. I really enjoyed it. And so let's jump into the uh, conversation with Sharon Stone. Okay, I'm here with a friend of mine. I'm able to say friend because we've had several conversations and she's been in my world via the church that I'm part of. It's Dr. Sharon Stone. And Dr. Sharon Stone has pioneered ministry in Europe and around the world for over 24 years now and full-time doing that and is also a pioneer with Christian International in Europe and uh, she runs regular mentorship days which you can find on her website I'll put all the links out later she's the, also the apostle and founding pastor of my church Windsor and has planted hundreds of churches in her time and is an absolute gift to this nation and I would say one of America's best exports is Dr Sharon Stone so thank you so much for being on here with me today Dr Sharon rich that was rich that was a rich introduction <laughs> i appreciate that so much but uh, i have not planted hundreds of churches oh. i have planted a lot and i have a uh, uh, 174 in relationship with me but of those there's only 20 some odd that i have uh personally oh planted. well i need to so I need, my source <laughs> said dr sharon's planted hundreds so i need to go back and say and, and correct them on that but you've been involved in helping them and that's so special hey, i that's, have that is, i have been involved in planting hundreds. that is a lot more than most people but thank you so much for clarifying that but be really good for people who maybe have not come across you before could you just give us a brief overview of how you've come to living in Windsor in the UK, being a pastor and the founding pastor of My Church Windsor and the whole prophetic ministry that is on yourself and, and, and that you carry. Could you just give us a, a kind of whistle-stop tour of how we've got here? Thank you, Rich. And it is a joy to be with you again and to, and, and to see you. Um, I have been here uh, 25 years. And um, uh, when I came, it was definitely at a call of God and ascending anointing. God opened up a way, but I came into Europe at a time where there was a great void mm. and part of the great void was for the prophetic and the prophetic was starting to be restored in other places. But here, the prophetic that most people saw was what was imported in from other countries. And I believe that when God asked me uh, to move to Europe, that his heart was that we would raise up the Europeans mm. to represent him and what he has to say for this continent. 
and uh, for these British Isles. And that we would do that in such a way that it didn't have to be an American style, an Australian style, a South African style, an African style, but that it had an ability to carry uh, uh, authenticity mm. of your honorable culture. You know, all of our culture is an honorable, but your parts of our culture are, but your honorable culture as well as a kingdom culture. Right. And so my goal has not been to um, be the type of missionary that wants to clothe you in um, another country's uh, style and garb, but instead to release what the spirit of God has had in you. And in the first, um, uh, now we have actually trained prophetically well over 20,000 wow. uh, uh, people. Uh, uh, in that's just in the UK. That isn't even counting the rest of Europe. And all, does that mean they're all prophets? No. But I would say this: that we that we do have a specialty in getting the prophetic released out of you. Mm. And that I am wired to release greatness within others, particularly in the area of prophetic and building. And because and so I'm made that way. And also, if you don't know me, I'm a short little woman. Um, I was in a wheelchair for years, miraculously healed by God. Uh, I am no longer in a wheelchair. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't believe the prophetic is words only. It is the power of God. So if he says something, he manifests his power to accomplish it. And so I believe that the prophetic uh, also needs to not just be information, but our ministry is it's lifestyle and it's a release of Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. And I've had the privilege of being able to see you teach. And um, when I was helping run a college in the north of England in a, in a, in a church, you came in so brilliantly and unpacked to young people from all over Europe of what the prophetic gift is and its role within the church. And the way you did that was always so gracious. And I'd grown up in churches where the prophetic was very dominant. It could often be quite a scary experience or, you know, it was quite quirky and, and it was never particularly accessible. But the way that you've taught and brought that into the UK and beyond is a gift. I've also heard you talk about the difference between a prophet and prophecy. Could you unpack that? Because I think when I've heard you talk about it, it gets merged and murky. And Rich, um, if there's probably anything that you hear today and you're a church leader that is going to make the difference of how you build with the prophetic, this is probably it. And so I, I really want uh, you to hear this today. And if something said prophetically, it needs to be supernaturally understood. So I just pray for you and your ability to understand mm. uh, and your ability to move forward because you know the Holy Spirit is already summoning you uh, forward to come to him. But when we look at the prophetic and the um, office of a prophet being one of the leadership gifts in the body of Christ, I believe that almost anywhere you go in the world, they want the prophetic gift not the prophetic office. Churches feel safer with the prophetic gift because it's edification, exhortation, uh, and comfort. Who wouldn't feel safe with those things? Right. Those things are incredible. And so they bless, they encourage, uh, they do all of those things. doesn't mean there's not revelation on them, words of knowledge and that, but that's wonderful. And and congregational prophecies also out of that area, often a song of the Lord and worship is out of that area. And so everybody that you're probably watching this program 
you have a hunger to move forward in the things of the spirit, especially at this timing. And so more people are wanting to embrace the gift. And I am all for that. So let me just talk about that for a minute. Everybody should be trained to prophesy. God's sheep hear his voice. They follow him. Listen, if you have struggling with people following the Lord, get them to hear God's voice. He already is in confidence that if they hear his voice, there's going to be obedience and follow. And believe me, I pastor. That's the easiest way to pastor. It says if someone comes in and everybody's prophesying, it says they're going to do your marketing for you. Surely God is in this place. And so um, it is, I have prophesied when we have guests, but we have so many guests that I can't get to all of them now. But I prophesy a lot of times when we welcome our guests, because the reason is, is we have just bypassed whether they liked your building, whether they liked their, your style, whether the greeter greeted them well, like they wanted to be greeted at the front door. And you have just brought an introduction of Jesus Christ right into their heart with something that means uh, uh, something to them that they've been hungry for. And, uh, and when you do that, you're going to find that where the prophetic, you're thinking, oh, I want it nice. So it kind of edifies and encourages people. I'm talking about building the church here. Mm. <laughs> I'm talking about building people because the more confident they are that they hear the voice of God, listen, that'll do more to raising leaders than any leaders course you're ever going to do. That will do more to bring unity. People think it's going to bring disunity. No, because the Holy Spirit is not schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. So those that really learn to hear the voice of God, it's going to bring a unity. Mm -hmm. It's going to do a lot of your hard work for you leaders. And as you can tell, I'm used to ministering to leaders. Uh, and I so believe that, yes, you have to correct some things at times and some things. People get excited and they'll run over their borders. But dear leaders, isn't that what you're called to do? Mm -hmm. You know, do you want things so orderly that there's no messes? And if your answer is yes, then just repent because you're in the wrong era. Right. This is an era of the mess because we are advancing. So everybody has to be trained. And you might say, well, how do you train prophets? Well, you got to remember, everybody has to be trained prophetically. And then, because even prophets have to be trained prophetically. You know, throughout the, the Old Testament, even some of the New Testament, you had schools of the prophets. So there is a training. And so there's activations. There's good things online. We have excellent things uh, people can connect to. Just let us know. But we'd help you in that the arena. Because we, we do one thing that we do call prophetic encounter. Um, and they're in different places, even in Europe, where maybe one night a month, they'll, they have a blowout. Prophetic worship, you know, no words on the screen. It's all we're going to flow in the spirit as we worship. Prayer is the same, uh, uh, inspiration, and then prophetic words for healing for people's lives, and a lot of instant manifestations wow. of uh, miracles and the power and the presence of God. And then we have prophetic teams because you want people to see we're not drawing someone to an individual. We've got, you know, a uh, uh, hundred people on the prophetic teams that have been trained, and some are stronger than others. So we mix them together well, and they minister to everybody else. They didn't right. receive ministry. And so what am I saying about the prophetic gift? If you are a builder of your church and not just a steward and not just a maintainer, you're going to be looking for to train everybody in the gift of prophecy. Some will operate in it occasionally because they're sheep that hear his voice and they'll operate more in the anointing of it. Some will operate in the gift of it because that's where most people are, are called to. 
And all of that is wonderful. You have the least amount of messes in that arena. Now let's get over to profits for a moment. Without profits, you don't have my church is built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets. Without this revelatory person, because it's in a person, isn't it? Mm. Without this revelatory person, um, you're going to be touching things you don't need to touch. You're going to be repeating things you don't have to repeat. You are going to um, have to rebuild some things that maybe you didn't have to rebuild if Mm. there was uh, a higher watchman that was there and doing those things. So my encouragement is if you don't have a developed profit in your local ministry, then borrow one, right? You know, uh, because God will, will bring you one, but borrow one, but don't expect them to fulfill your job description because they don't. Mm. And this is what I want to tell you about a profit for a moment. They're not rebellious. They're not elite. Um, I believe that just how anybody in maturity has the character of God, and they look a little bit more like Jesus. And anybody that has the maturity wants to serve with what they carry and build with what they carry, not lord it over anybody or tell you what to do or or remove the vision from you. No, that's not right, that's right. not their heart. But what they do do is is that uh, you know when they come together with other um, giftings, they're able to bring that strength. And I find if you, we love the apostolic for uh, most people talk about the building side of the apostolic. A lot of the building side of the apostolic is visionary. A lot of the blueprint is prophets. <clears throat> A lot of the um, apostolic style is out here, the next nation, the next right. work, the next uh extension the next people group the the next influence for the prophetic it is you got to remember they're very visionary as well but if you can find a builder prophet and i i can work easier with builder prophets they're going to want to make sure you have a foundation uh, that right. holds up the next level right. and give and they'll speak revelation into that. They'll, they'll bring encouragement. They'll support you. If you have a one that loves you, they will bring you personal care prophetically as well. Um, you know, and, and warnings when you need it. And also uh, if I, and I do have prayer teams, my prayer teams and our prayer gatherings are led by a prophet. Right. And I'll tell you why. You already know that your least attended meeting in the week is your prayer meeting. And it should be your most. Wow. But what you find is people don't want to pray a list, even though you need those praise prayers prayed for. They want to pray something that they know has got the focus of God right on at that moment. They want to pray something where they feel like the bigger part of the body of Christ. They want to pray for something that they know is shifting us here in Europe. And I know we've got people watching. They want, they want to do that. And so a watchman prophet, you know, they'll bring revelation, enemy strategies, God's strategies. They will, they will uh, uh, expose those, you know, intercessors will be like the chicken that sits on the egg of revelation till it manifests and it comes to pass. But what happens is your intercessors and your, your, your sheep, they're going to actually, we prayed this, my God, it's in the newspaper. 
we prayed this, right. God exposed this. We prayed this, but that's how you keep intercessors. That's how you grow prayer people. And then you go, but we have serum. We have so many needs that need to be met. Yes, you do pray for them. But, uh, but let me, let me tell you this too. There comes a place. Yes, you need to pray because Bible says if you don't ask, then you don't receive. Right. But listen to this. God also says, if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all of these other things will be added unto you. He also says, in whatever manner you sow, you're also going to reap. So as you're doing that and you're thinking, ah, how is this is growing? What I'm supposed to be touching my entrustment. No, you're, God is sending intercessors to you. He is raising up prayers for you. He is uh, uh, causing others uh to to move around because you become something bigger right. than what's inside the building wow. and so I, when i talk about the difference between the gift and the call the function is different you usually don't see in the gift uh something that's directional or correctional or something that is so foretelling right. you do in the office and um doesn't mean that can't happen because god can speak into any of us on any area but it's not the common daily occurrence okay and uh, usually it, it is when you have someone in a gift area that does not know how to operate in their boundaries is when you have trouble with the prophetic and it doesn't mean you try to contain them no you try to raise the gift and the understanding even paul says listen i work in my metron i work in my lane driving my lane I, I work in my sphere of influence and authority and i think that so much in europe we haven't known the difference not only between the gift and the anointing and um the prophet we haven't known the lanes right. we don't and we don't know how when someone's right here then they're wrong over there how do you deal with it and so i believe the leaders need to be trained just as much uh in the prophetic as the people because often the people aren't going to come a whole lot higher than the leaders now I'm going to jump to another area, uh, Rich. Listen, I've been here uh, 25 years next month. We love somebody that's going to bless us and build our church. Mm. But prophetic evangelism is going to build the kingdom of God, even if they don't come to your church. Right. Prophetic counsel is going to make whole people in a quicker way. Just touch the buttons, touch the wound, touch the trauma up walk through the past you know just just making people whole wow. so when i'm talking prophetic 25 years ago when we taught prophetic you too if you were teaching it you did the same thing we thought of the prophetic like a tool we're going to teach you a tool that's going to enhance your ministry you know come learn to operate in the gift of prophecy no hmm. we're going to reflect jesus to you Wow. We're going to overflow with the presence and the revelation of Jesus to you. You are going to have an encounter. The anointing is going to break the yoke wow. and, uh, and you're going to hear what he has to say as well. And the old hierarchy that we saw on the prophetic, there's just not room for it anymore. Right. Europe, you never liked it anyway. So that's a good thing, but, but don't pull those down that are raising up. Right before the uh, COVID hit, I could honestly say in Europe, we had drug your prophets out of the caves. Mm. Is it okay if I go in this direction? Go, go, go. <laughs> Rich, we drug your prophets out of the cave. Boy, um, 
there were uh, months that I would go to 12 different European nations just because we have a relationship with prophetic people, prophets. Yeah, yeah. We do gatherings. We'd find out who they are. But most of them were cave dwellers. Right. Um, you know, and that meant, and part of it was because in Europe, we've been slow to build a platform for the prophetic, not a performance platform, but a functional right. platform for the gift or um, the office. And without training, we'll never have that. And so uh, we would go and we'd work with others. We didn't need any more meetings. Anybody that knows me, we didn't need any more meetings. Right. <laughs> um, that was not it at all. I mean, uh, it was it was a true uh, a love service from God to go drag you out of your caves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of you, you already were functioning in different roles, pastors, worship leaders, intercessors, because often you can have a hidden prophet in those realms and, and, and you function that way. Wonderful. I'm very much apostolic and uh, uh, yet yeah, my, my, that you'll see a lot of my functioning as a prophet, but I often, I think quite apostolically in the way I build. Um, but what you need to see is we've dragged you out, COVID shoved you back in <sighs> and we can't, you can't go through those years of dragging you back out again. So you know who you are, you prophetic people, whether it's an occasional word of knowledge, whether it's the dreams, whether you're sensing things, uh, whether you're stuck and you know you should be hearing something that you're not, whether you're a seasoned prophet, but, but thinking you're going to have to move to a different country if you're ever going to have the fullness of the launch and the promise that the Spirit of God has said to you. Listen to me very carefully at this place. No, God planted you here. We want you here. We have need of you here. Yeah. The prophets to the nation help us change the atmosphere in a nation by speaking the truth, by the watchman uh, 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 um, warning of the wiles of the enemy. It causes there to be a greater glory of God. And as a result, the eyes that are blind by, blinded by the prince of the power of the air, that they cannot see the glorious gospel is there is more that of, of, of uh, uh, Jesus's word and revelation release, all of a sudden blinders come off of people's eyes and there's such a greater receptivity to salvation and truth. And um, we all need that. But so where do you start? You start where you're at. Right. And I'm so sorry, I'm not even letting you ask questions, Rich. No, no, I'm, I've got, I've got bag loads. So don't worry, this uh, is great. But just start where you're at. So wherever your revelation is, you do know it needs an outlet, right? Your revelation is never meant in here. Oh, oh, that word just really blesses me. Oh, I just feel so good with that word. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Oh, dear Lord. You know, if no, and I, 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 I'm not, the disciple says, and I can just imagine them holding their hands out like this. They said, we have handled the words of life. Uh -huh. Speaking of Jesus, we have handled them. They said, this is not something that our grandmama told us. This is not something that our mom told us. This is something that we have touched and handled and it's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are carrying the life of God and words, his creative ability in your mouth, that the sword that could cut and set people free, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the word that can steady someone shaking. Ah. Uh, you know, it's just so, so valuable. Right. It doesn't do it all, but it does its part. Right. And so begin where you are. Just get it out of your mouth. 
the prophetic was never meant to be a revelation gift. It was meant to be a spoken um, gift as well. So that means it has to have an outlet, whether it's spoken, whether it's preached, whether it's saying, whether it's scribed and sent to somebody, uh, 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 you know, whether it's personal prophecy, congregational prophecy, look for the right place, but get it out there because on prophetic, uh, on revelation, you know, there's usually a sell by date, right? you know, and so you're going to kind of miss your moment if you don't get it out there. But also because it says that um, in Hebrews, it says that mature people or meat belongs to those who by reason of use have their senses, spiritual senses trained. That means if you don't use it, you don't grow in it. Hmm. And you go, I wonder why I've plateaued at this level. I wonder why God's not speaking to me on this level. I'll tell you why you're not using it because he said, if you will use it like a muscle, it'll grow, it'll develop. And what I find about too, and, and I believe I'm talking to some mature, amazing kingdom builders that are called for this generation that are, you're going to model something that, that maybe the rest of us can't even model. But let me say this, what causes you to be able to do that right. is not working in, in rebellion against any model you've seen. It's because you're like Abraham. I have seen a city not built with the hands of man. And it makes me leave everything right. to find that. Right. Listen, that's the type of passion. Just get out what the spirit of God has put within you. And you know, what happens is then he gives you more clarity and he gives you more authority. And then you get more feedback, you get a little bit of affirmation, which is good. Don't do it for affirmation, but affirmation <laughs> is a good confirmation. It right. helps build your faith. And then what happens is you find out that, that there's a greater clarity. There's a greater detail. And, and you also find there's a greater anointing of the goodness of God that brings men right. to repentance. You can say it's tough things and the goodness of God will bring men to repentance. So, oh, I yeah. love you. You can tell I am wired. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Let me ask a question on there then. So we're, um, it's, it's fantastic. We sit and we listen to the gift of a prophet, which is, it's very clearly your gift. And I think anyone who's running a church would think I'd love to have Sharon in my church full time because of the gift that's on it. I think, you know, if, if you're the Premier League, you've been in this for a long time. I think most churches are not in the Premier League of releasing this gift. They're a lot further down. It's the wrong uh, metaphor, I know, but if you just go with me for a minute. So I've just heard, a, I've just heard a Premier League prophet. I'm now sat in my church of 50, 100 people. I'm thinking I don't have a percentage really of any of that in my church at the moment. I have a really well-run event. I have a fantastic worship. We pray for each other, um, but I've not yet grappled with or learned how do I how do I release the profits that are in here or how do I release the gift a little bit more? You touched that you did a lot of training on that, but what what would be the general look? These are some of the things you need to do in the next few weeks just to start going there with some stuff. What, what do church leaders need to do? I agree with this. First of all, you probably already know your prophetic people. Those are the ones that are giving you a dream, even if you roll your eyes. They are the ones that are, uh, you know, trying to get your attention at that pause between worship and announcements because they have a word. They're the ones that can't wait for the altar call so they could go down and release an impartation or a word to somebody. Right. They're the strange ones that tells you the devil this and the devil that. They're the ones that you would you you try not to make contact with so you can go in the other direction 
listen, they will always be that way till you train them. Brilliant. You don't just need a prophet to come in and train them. There is so many excellent um, uh, manuals out there and different things that you can use. But in the, in the word of God, prophets um, imparted into other prophets. Prophets um, trained other prophets because there is some light things that make it easier. But in the initial stages, start where you are. Just start the training on hearing the voice of God, you know, and, and keep it simple. What it is, the Holy Spirit that is in communication with your spirit Brilliant. that registers with whatever is your spiritual sensitivity, whether it's your spiritual sight, your spiritual hearing, or your perception, your sensing, and, and you're going to receive it that way, that revel, that one, those receptors are now going to go to that person's brain, put it in a language, of course, that they have to speak whatever your main language is in Europe, whatever you're, and then they're going to have to share it. Mm. And uh, uh, that's how it comes. So it doesn't matter if you're a prophet, whether you are a novice, whether you are a pastor, and you even have had some bad experiences. Bad experiences mean you know how to do things different. It doesn't right. mean you stop doing it. Right. And because you cannot you cannot move in that direction. Right. So you just begin to teach them what their spiritual senses are. And then you give them opportunity. Let's just bless everybody. Let's not even call it a word of the Lord. Say, I have a thought, a spiritual thought. Let me share it with you. And, you know, if you create a safe environment, but I think what you're going to find because of the age we're in, you know, we're in the age where God has already restored the apostles and apostles, even if we're not seeing them fully functioning in Europe, because we have been just a wee bit slow. Okay. So, um, so even if you're not seeing them, it is still the season. And so that anointing is there. That umbrella is yeah. there. And when you step out in this area, you could go, oh my God, there's a current of the Holy Spirit that's already here. Whew, we've just got in the waters. I can feel them moving. Oh, ankle deep, knee deep, waist yeah. deep. Whoa, I think we can swim in this. And you're going to find that. And then you're going to need some people that maybe got a little more skill sets to bring help bring it to the different levels. But one of the things is you don't teach what not to do you teach what to do. That's great. And I think because uh, we've had some uh, negative experience, but even more than that, now come on Europe. We're a bit negative sometimes. We're a bit critical sometimes. <laughs> you know, this is my home. You know, we want wisdom and we want to do things smart and we want to uh, not make the mistakes that other people make. Or look at all those prophets at the election in the United States. We don't want to do that. So we're just going to yeah, be careful. Yeah. Listen, you'll be so careful. You will be common. You will be mediocre and you'll never come forth. Listen, wow. God is not afraid of your mess and your mistakes. God is concerned about will you step out of the boat and get on the waters? Wow. And would you be everything that he's created you to be? Wow. Can I ask a question, Just Sharon? Start where you are. So let's say someone's listening and thinking that gift is on me and they're all fired up listening to you. How do they go about? You've talked about how just start, but do they go talk to the church leader? Do they put something on Instagram? Do they do they write a blog post about it? Do they do voice notes to people that they know? When you say just start, what's the wisdom behind that? I would say this, if you're the senior leader, of course, you're in the prime position because as a senior leader, you can initiate anything. If you're not the senior leader, then uh, if you're not careful, you're going to end up maneuvering from the sidelines and you don't want to do that either. I love transparency and I love authenticity and I love things working well out of relationships. Okay. And so 
all I do is if I have something, um, there's a protocol of your house, not the same as the protocol of my house, not the same as a protocol of Rich's house, but there's a protocol of your house. If you don't know it, ask the leadership, they'll tell you. If I have a word or a dream, how would you like me best to handle that? Would you like me to go tell it to that person? Would you like me to tell it to you first? Would you like me to write it down first? Or right. how do you want me to do that? Until it's proven and you can trust me and right. uh, give me a greater space. Listen, I've been a leader since I was 19 when I started pastoring. All of us want people to come forth. Our goal is not to keep them down. Yeah. You are no Santa Claus needing people uh, to come and get the gift from you. You are not the 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 uh, dysfunctional father that needs to keep your children little and immature so that they need you. No, you are a mighty leader, and you everything reproduces after its own kind. So you should be reproducing leaders, not just reproducing sheep. Correct. And so. When I say where to start, ask the leadership for the protocol because it is different in every house, different dom dominations, yeah, different yeah. streams, all those things. But the other thing is, is there's a world of people out there. You know, I prophesy all over my town. Okay. I prophesy in businesses. I, I prophesied in this last month, uh, 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 two very high up political leaders that asked for some prophetic consultation. Wow. And, um, you know, I believe if you start doing it, oh, dear Lord, we had a young man here and he's actually an IT man. He's not a prophet. He's an IT man. And he was doing some work uh, on helping my husband give us a new level of Wi-Fi as well. And uh, he was just around us. Um, we'd spent some time on Zoom before, but usually business, not personal. And so he had worked with us all day. That gentleman, when he left and got on the train, he got off at a different stop because he ran and chased someone down to give them revelation. Wow. He was just so full of it wow. from having been in that atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this man is so busy, but he's saying, can I come uh, a volunteer? I want to stay in that atmosphere. And we can't because he's got a, he's got a, 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 a new wife. He's got to take care of it. Okay, okay. work. But you know what? I would just say this. If you build a place for faith, pill feel safe. You know, activation and training is a place where people can make mistakes. Right. And part of my learning is I make a mistake and then I go, oh, this part was God. That part was me. Okay. Whew, I can adjust that. But see, we've treated the prophet differently. If the prophet isn't 100% right all the time. So somehow they've had to mature without ever having any experiential training or input so true. and yet you've preached something from the pulpit you had to come back the next week and say ah, i think i was theologically <laughs> off there you know you know uh, uh, evangelists has laid hands on the sick and the person fell out and didn't get healed and they made no apology about it right 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 can we and you might it might help by teaching the people you know how how to use their words in that area um because you don't want people uh you want them to have a safe place to grow, but don't restrict it. And I'll believe it'll, it'll, it'll grow quite organically if you give it regular place. And I would say wow. at least a day a month, give well, can, it a place for training I, and outlet. It's amazing. I have two questions, Sharon. Uh, the first one, and you can answer them as long or as short as you like, because I'm aware of time. But the first one is what about people that aren't in full-time ministry, they have the gift of prophecy or the gift 
or they have the kind of, they think I'm being called to be a prophet. They don't find themselves in training programs, training young leaders all the time because they work in the city or they work in a hospital or wherever it might be. How do they exercise that gift in their workplace and learn to fail? Now, Rich, I'm going to ask you a question back, see if I can clarify. So you're basically talking about they know that they operate with revelation. They want to grow in it. Their main yeah. area of influence and thrust is out in the marketplace. Yeah. Marketplace. And yeah. how do they operate there and yeah. how do they grow in that environment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in saying this, first of all, I think a church is a wonderful growing place, but life is a better growing place. I believe the prophetic should be carried as lifestyle Christianity. I'm a sheep. I hear his voice. I follow him. Wow. If I hear the voice of God for me, then I can hear the voice of God for others. And remember, God talks to you about the people he wants you to touch, your areas of entrustment, which would be your job, mm. and the people that you're around for influence. And so if you care about them and you're praying uh, for these people, God's going to be talking to you about them. Great. And so... I find then when you have, when you're doing that and you're praying for them, all of a sudden your office becomes the place where people dump their junk because they just want to tell you, I've never told anybody this, but I want to tell you this. Right. Right. You know, and, and you think, Oh, maybe this is a wisdom on the job. Listen, I think, you know, I think, you know, they, they don't know when you're online shopping and you're on the job, you know, you can take a few minutes and minister to someone and you can be wise about it. But I'll tell you what, you don't have to say, thus saith the Lord, you can pray the revelation. And, you know, they're, 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 but you can you can say it in a lot of ways because you're not trying to get people to look at you. Come you're, on. Just, you're trying to get people to look at him. Wow. You're representing his voice and uh, you're cooperating and have the wonderful privilege of partnering. Yeah. But you're pointing people to him. And so I never prophesy or give revelation to people without letting them know that came. And I don't just say God because people have a lot of gods. I say, Jesus Christ, Wow, you know, who knows you, who created you. He has a plan for wow. your life. And I said, you know, he, he just loves you so much. He wants to talk to you. Amazing. And then if, you know, their normal response, then and this is marketplace response is, well, how did you know that? This is also a, a prophetic evangelism response. Yeah, yeah. How did you know that? And you go, ah, he knows you. He loves you, knows everything about you. And he still loves you. Wow. And, you know, and I'll tell you what, when people find out, that they are loved by God, even if they have a different religion. We just, I, I, we just had uh, some precious people that that uh, uh, do our laundry receive Christ. Wow! Wow! Uh, you Amazing. know, Amazing. when you, uh, you and there are uh, so definitely normal. different religions, and it just when they're loved like that, it just cuts through. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just cuts through everything, yeah. and they go, "How did you know that?" Yeah. And you tell them. And then I usually follow it up with this statement. You know, would you like to know him like he knows you? Oh, that's great. That's great. And, you know, they may not know everything about salvation, but we can certainly bring an entrance or even a point to the praying the sinner's prayer. But or sometimes it's just an investment in their life, you know, oh. on, on their journey of becoming more aware of God. Wow. But, but you got to remember you in your job, in your marketplace, it is not the prophet out there that has authority with the revelation. It, it's you. 
you're in there. It's just like your home. You're the one with authority in your home. Someone else is going to come in your home and tell you how to do it, are they? No. You carry an anointing in yeah. your workplace. You carry yeah. anointing in the marketplace. God will use that, that, that the clarity needed to do that job rides upon that. And I always say this, be authentic with people. If you're strange, people avoid you, <laughs> you know, and some of us are just strange anyway, but be caring, you know, uh, be real. Wow. Uh, don't have a fix it mentality. Like you have all the answers. Yeah. Nah. yeah. Just yeah. be one of those that, you know, that people feel like you've just come alongside, you've wow. shouldered up with them and that you truly care. And you're going to find that. I have never told some, I've never had somebody uh, say, oh no, don't, don't prophesy over me or don't pray for me. And I never say, can I pro prophesy over you? I always go, ah, I'm going to pray for you. And they always assume I'm going to go home and pray. Yeah, yeah. And I just pray. I just pray right there. <laughs> Amazing. You know, and no matter what religion they are, they do this. Ah, special. Yeah, because yeah. there's some type of respect that's built in, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. My last well, I don't question. Know if that answers the question. Oh, it's brilliant. It's fine. I could talk to you all day, Sharon, but I have. I'm but aware it's lifestyle. It's, it's so, lifestyle, and and you mm -hmm. live it. And I've seen you in yeah. work. I've seen you in action with, even in the church setting. You know, you 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 like that in a church setting. You don't waltz in and you don't demand and expect. You 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 come and you serve the people, and and you've done that every time I've I've been privileged to be able to see you at work. Um, the last one is more around just just take as much or as little time as you can but um would just be around uh, the church in europe you know with with your gift of your prophetic gift what what, what are you seeing um it's, it's a really poor question but what do you feel like god's doing in this time because you know 2021 is still not business as usual well if i could help you for just a moment um i'm talking to everybody but i'm also aiming at leaders again what is God doing in and through the church? Not pre-COVID, but right now. And many churches, uh, just like we are here in England, are going to start being able to gather in a greater capacity here in, in just a, a few weeks. Um, and I know it's different in every one of you, your nations. The Lord spoke to me for uh, the UK. He said that after Easter, we would um, see COVID in our rearview mirror. It meant we're still going to see it. It's still around. It's all of that, but it's not blatant in our face like it was before. It is different in different nations. So I, I, it's not a one size fits all. That's why right. we have to have that. So because of that, <clears throat> we already are in a place where it's almost like a, a new launching. But I believe that's true all over the world, not just here in Europe. So listen carefully. You already know that God has said it's got to be new. He is not asking for a facelift. He's not asking you to change the order of your service. He is not asking for uh, you to uh, build a production-based ministry. He's not asking for smoke machines. He's not asking for a new program. He is not doing any of that. Is, is that good news? Because yes. if you're thinking that's what you have to do. But when you go back in, there's some things that the Spirit of God has spoke to me that we have great need of i was seeing if i could grab a scripture here um i think i might have found, well maybe i'll just jump to this one of the things the lord told me to quit saying was normal and the other thing was new because everything's new uh but listen every day is new <laughs> you know right. but 
newer than usual. Okay. And so there's a vocabulary that's going to help us be able to, in our church. One is we're going to find a way to build forward. And we're going to have to start treating as we, as we have get, as we gather, uh, almost like as a church plant, you don't know who's stayed, who's going to go, uh, uh, that was a high level regrouping and transition time for everybody. And you can't think that they're all going to come back together or should. So you cannot just say, Oh, thank God. I don't have to be online anymore. No. Now you are a hybrid. You have to be online. God took special time to train you in that. Don't you throw that away. And you have to do the gathered. There's always a reason for the gathered church. So we have to do that. So you become a hybrid. Okay. So if you say, I need a word of the Lord for that, I just gave you one, okay? In building forward, the guard on my lips is the Lord told me not to say re. So, um, and I'm holding that rein pretty tight because I believe that it's important right now. He doesn't want me to speak about rebuild, regroup, uh, (laughs) revision, you know, um, uh, re, we want revival though. We want restoration, right? But those re's are fine. But we're instead he doesn't want us to just be re-educated he wants to educate us wow. he wants to group us he wants wow. to vi- us to be visioned he wants us to build treat it a bit like it's a church plant and i know there's prophets all over the word say, world saying we're reset and yes we are but i, I i'm going to take you a step farther on that as we come back into the church it is not reset it is be set wow. do you hear that yeah it involves you uh, doing that. It's, it's, you're the one that is being set. And so we have to turn our re into a B, but part of what that means is be in the moment. This is not a comfortable time for prophets because we like revelation, our steps ordered the light on our path, the goal lines. And right now there is not a clear way ahead because of God's choice not because we've done anything wrong. It's requiring dependency upon him because he no longer wants you to manage his presence. And so it just requires a dependency upon him. Every one of us, there's no book to read. There's no model to go visit. It is you and the Holy spirit. Can I tell you this? You depend upon him and, uh, and he'll help you. And you got to be in that moment. But one of the things I want to say, is, you know, when you say re, really what you're doing is you're referencing the past. So we want to liberate you to move forward because whether you know it or not, before COVID, our wineskins were about to burst. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God brought you, has brought you to such a great transition during this time. Don't lose that uh, by going into it. But also, you know, it's not a new normal because I don't think it's going to stay looking that way to get long enough to be normal. We are an accelerated time. So it's the new abnormal. And what is the new abnormal? It's a supernatural. Wow. It's the suddenlies of God. Yeah. You know, just about the time you comfort people say, oh, this feels good. Change is there. So I think it's part of what we have to get accustomed to uh, during this time. But also, um, have you ever prayed this way? Oh, Holy Spirit, we just invite you into our service. Come with those divine interruptions right now. And the Lord says, don't ever ask me for a divine interruption. Why should I have to interrupt my own meeting? <laughs> it's because we have lived under presence management, whether it's a time restraint or 
or we've got a message we've got to preach. Right. And, you know, stewarding the presence of God is different than managing the presence of God. Right. You know, we all have to yeah, steward what yeah, God yeah. has given us. But it's no longer about a Holy Spirit interruption that we want him to interrupt our service, our plan, uh, uh, our worship, our ways, our church. But and it was always a bad, horrible statement, a divine interruption. But I believe what we're looking for is this, where we've had containable moments, we've had controllable services, we've had time-managed encounters, we've had governable, governable moves, we've had in-house containable revivals, we've had restrainable glory, we've had containable presence, but the Lord, listen churches, for what's new, not anymore. It is now Holy Spirit, uncontrollable presence leading us rather than those divine interruptions. Oh, and what this means is that when you come back together or when you go into service, rather than defaulting to what you know, celebrate. Celebrate, release worship, release prayer, pray over the sick if you don't know what to do. Listen, they love your teaching. They love your preaching. They've been watching it online. They've been getting that. Give them what they haven't been getting. Mm -hmm. Give them an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Wow. In any way that you possibly can, because I believe that's the main way that's going to wow. uh, move us forward. And I realize our time is done. Time isn't is it? done. <laughs> but, uh, Dr. Sharon, I mean, I could listen all day and uh, I want to just thank you. Thank you for coming to England. Thank you for stepping out. Thank you for keeping pushing, not an agenda, but keep pushing for the things of God. I'm, I'm so grateful for everything you shared. And I'm so grateful the fact that you've not relented. And I'm, I'm going to mention at the end of this where people can get hold of your resources, because I know you've just updated all of those things and they look fantastic. People can actually tap into ministry and get trained, but a huge, huge thank you. The mentoring and days are probably online anywhere they are. Yeah. 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 So I'll point those out at the end. So, but huge, huge thank you, Dr. Sharon. Great. And Europe, wherever you're watching from, you know, we may have been slow entering in, but we also didn't make some of the mistakes. So you need to be confident. The Lord's not going to make you go through step one, two, three, four. He's going to leap you over to step 50. Great word. You know, and, and we can do this. Come on. It's either we trust him that what he says is true or we don't. Great. And I believe that you do. Thank you. There we go. Thank you so much, Dr. Sharon Stone, for being able to give you time up there. I enjoyed chatting to her, and I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. Please let me know if you are. You can just simply jump on uh, Instagram, send me something there on a DM, or email me, rich at richmartin.co.uk. I love it when I hear back from people. Also, if you're like, oh, Rich would love to chat to this person, let us know as well, because I'd love to reach out to people that maybe you're saying, hey, it'd be good if we could have this conversation. Hey, more info at richmartin.co.uk. Have a great, great rest of your week.